Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSports.com. Streams live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, CFL fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number, oh, I don't know, what number are we? 260. Wow, awesome. Moving out. What are we in? We're week three, week four, week four of the CFL season, 2018 season. Oh, my God, this is awesome. Like, oh, geez, that's one-fifth of the way through the season. Oh, God, terrible. Okay, so... What are we talking about tonight? We're going to talk about a whole pile of things, and I really don't have much to rant about. Uh, there's some, just some articles that are just blowing my mind about, like, Jovan, who can't find an apartment in B.C., and everybody's feeling sorry for him. The guy makes $150,000 a year, and he can't find an apartment. So, oh, yeah, yeah, you, 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 month-to-month lease. So, just quit trying to live in high end. Find something that's realistic, okay? Enough. I'm done with that story. Deron Carter playing DB still. So, Chris Jones is an idiot. We all know that. We've known that for years. Why is anybody surprised by Deron Carter playing defensive back when he's one of the best receivers in the league? I don't know. Why are we still talking about this? There's just, like, so many stories that are just going on. Why are we having this big story about this quarterback situation all over the place? Where I guess we're going to talk about that. I hope we're going to talk about that. Um, you know, Winnipeg's having a problem with the quarterback and everybody starts talking about how wonderful Bo Levi Mitchell is like bullshit. Come on, get off the pot. I mean, I, some days I'd rather have Matt Nichols than him. Uh, anyhow, uh, we're going to piss somebody off with that one. I don't know why, but what's going on? Like they, these are like absolutely stupid, ridiculous stories are like that people just making shit up. Jeff Matthews is taking first team reps for the Alouettes. Well, who's surprised there? Their other quarterbacks, Drew Willie shake my head i just shake my head this is one fucked up season so far and i and and we're only in week four i don't know what the hell is going on oh and we got this eskimo team that's going up north checking out with the in the northwest territories to find out whether or not the inuit people are offended by their football team named the eskimos like get off of it who cares nobody does why are these left-wing political idiots politically correct idiots even coming up with this this is not racist this has nothing to do with races Inuits aren't a race <sighs> shake my head I have no response to this <sighs> Franklin's back in Toronto he's going to be their number one QB Ricky Ray's out for the rest of the season we got everything going on I'd do anything for love cheer for the rough riders, but I won't do that <laughs> I love this did you see that thing that Charles you posted this uh, meatloaf singing I'd do anything for love but <laughs> cheer for the riders but i won't do that <laughs> god perfect i love it okay so enough of this stupid rant because i've really got nothing to say so i'm going to open up all the mics here and uh see what happens will welcome to the show buddy how you doing and hey, that was a lovely picture of your ceiling today what you why do you start a live <clears throat> chat on our podcast group there just i was upstairs chat. i think my At your pumpkin phone did it on must, its own must they hit must have hit my phone as, as I was going upstairs because I'm at the top of the stairs and I hear all this noise on my phone and I look down and it's like, what the? 
and I turned it off. Sorry, and there's Charles. Charles. There's Charles Pitcher right there. Yeah. I, I wanted to challenge you for a second, Christopher. I'm going to call you live on air. I'm, I'm going to call you a liar. Okay. About what? Not on, not on any given day would you pit Matt Nichols over B- Bo Levi. Not, you can say it all you want. I know you'd never do that. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. I don't know about not that. On any I, don't, day, I honestly no. don't you think would that, not. I don't honestly think Paul Levi Mitchell is that good of a quarterback, period. I don't think he's any better than Matt Nichols. I don't think Matt Nichols is any better oh than him. Okay? Oh, my God. Okay? Seriously. Oh, my God. You're, I, I just, you, you shouldn't just lie. At, you shouldn't I'm lie. I'm not lying. Look you at you the, get a bad reputation by lying. The team is so thick and, and deep with depth. For so many years, they're just a, a, a juggernaut in the CFL, and Winnipeg is Winnipeg. They haven't won a great well, you're doing, in 30 you're years. You're doing your best impersonation of a sidewalk, I can tell. No, bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> and now I probably wouldn't take Matt Nichols because I don't like him either, okay? I, Drew Willie might be a better alternative. <laughs> okay. Seriously, you can't the... fool me. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not calling me out on the on live on the radio because you know what? It ain't gonna be happening. Okay, so how you doing, buddy? I'm I'm okay. I'm a little tense right now. Why? Okay. Because on Friday morning, my wife is having her knee replaced. Oh. Okay. And. Uh, I'm a little uptight because we all know Willie's experiences at the hospital and getting operations. Well, Willie's experiences at the hospital were not very good, okay? But then No, they were not. A lot of those were self-inflicted. Yeah, but my and the other thing is my wife is going to a hospital that's not a scum hole, okay, which is a good thing. It's the newest hospital in Calgary, so we shall see. I've got yeah. my all my body parts crossed. So good. I, I I hope everything is works out well for for Mrs. Will. I'm sure it will. Yeah. I'm sure okay. it will. But I still got to go through it. So and so I mean, does she, for that matter. Okay, it, Todd, our dear friend Todd Mogi, puts up a a post a poll today that says, "Is Bo Levi Mitchell?" going to ever have real success in the NFL, right? And 134 people say no, and 20 people say yes. And then there's a whole pile of comments on this. And the last comment in here just put up by uh, Dodie Perkins, is he in the NFL? Did I miss something? Okay, so what most people don't realize, what most people don't realize is Bo Levi Mitchell is not a stupid guy. He's using he's using the NFL as a bargaining chip, okay? Of course he because is. Because Calgary Calgary has had him cheap for the last three years, and with the new collective bargaining agreement, he's going to hold off till the last minute to see how that all pans out. Because hopefully, maybe they'll increase the salary cap. Therefore, Bo will want more money. It's all well, about money. Hang on, hang on. Bo's ridiculously low salary is by choice. He said that, that he would correct. take a reduced salary so that he could have a better O-line. 
That right? is correct. Okay, okay so now I don't then, think he's that then good you of get a quarterback. Older. He's not that good of a quarterback, but he's an intelligent man because he knows that his success is his O-line. I yeah. mean, he could sit down and read a book in the backfield of that, of those Stampeders. He, he, you know, you see, but he, that's has the he, difference. Has he, he been cares hit about, yet this year? He, no, he never no. gets hit. He never gets hit. He never gets hit. That's why he never gets injury, knock on wood, okay? Because what they have behind Bo is ugly, so... Well, behind ugly, it, ugly, just about ugly. every quarterback in the CFL right now is ugly. There's no, no but we got real ugly. Sustenance. Bo's backup hasn't played football for two years, and, and the football he did play two years ago was with Calgary, and they cut him in the preseason. So, yeah. Well, I mean, hell, he had three takes for how long? Okay, never mind yeah, that. Well, I, I, I got to introduce some more people. Because like okay, we, it, it be can't quiet. be the, the CJ and Will show tonight, okay? We do have Charles and, and Mark be, but... here, and, and Mark wants to go to bed. He's whining about having to go to get up at 3 in the morning or something. So, uh, Charles, how you doing, buddy? Welcome to the show. I'm doing good. Thank you very much. I don't know. I'm kind of enjoying your little banter back and forth. It's rather entertaining. <laughs> well, join the, join the party, bro. I see. No, I made a comment there. I can't remember my comment what I made with earlier. Oh, well, not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sometimes we win, sometimes we lose. I honestly oh. don't think it's a big issue. I don't think there's a big uh, uh, a big market for Bo Levi Mitchell down in the NFL. That's not a slight at him, but I've heard nothing about uh, P, uh, NFL teams maybe a couple years ago, but nothing recently that any NFL team has been looking at him. Unless I'm wrong, oh, who knows? I'm not even sure why that came up. Well, it, the funny thing is everybody started everybody's calling him BLM, right? Mm-hmm. BLM, BLM. Yeah. Well, and then somebody goes, Black Lives "What are you guys Matter talking about Black Lives Matter for?" And it goes, "Oh, get off it." <laughs> yeah, it's not must quite have been a real thing. staunch CFL fan. Yeah, I know. Well, there's one that thinks he's he's already in the NFL anyhow, so I don't know why. Yeah, no kidding. I don't know why we got people on the group like this, but, you know, okay, so be it. So what is it? March 3rd, 1990. Uh, he's 28 years old. No NFL team is looking for a 28-year-old quarterback. Yeah, that's a little old to be starting to think about NFL dreams. Again, no yeah. offense to him. But uh, it, it's not likely. <laughs> no. Uh, it's just the idiot uh, fans that keep bringing these things up. Sorry, Todd, I didn't mean that in any disrespect to you. But <laughs> maybe I did. I don't know. Okay, so, hey, um, I know Mark's on, on hold here. I just want to bring this out for a second here. Uh, Nate Whalen, uh, Calgary Stampeder fan. Hey, uh, we're going to give you a big shout-out here on the show. Thanks very much. I. Uh, his, he sent us a comment today on the on the Let's Talk CFL podcast page. It says, big fan of the podcast. This is the best CFL talk show going hands down. Wow. We appreciate comments like that, Nate, because, like, you know what? We're just a bunch of guys sitting around bullshitting about football without any filters. We say what we want, and the PC police can go away. And that's the way I'm looking at this podcast. We don't have to answer anybody. We don't have any sponsors. We don't have any 
anybody that we have to that can turn around and say, well, you guys are being idiots. You can't say that. You can't say that on, on the radio. Fuck A, I can. I can say anything I want. And I do. Okay. Sorry. Mark, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, thanks a lot, Nate. Gee, you guys are a little wound up tonight. Oh, hell yeah. I just, I just wanted to throw something in there quickly, guys. Jeff Garcia was 30 years old when he went to the NFL. Just saying. Yeah, but Jeff Garcia was a whole different level. That's right? true. <laughs> whole different, a whole different level of quarterback. I mean, the guy actually did something instead of sitting back in his lawn chair throwing footballs. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is going to be a fun night, I can tell already. Hell yeah. I was just going to say the same thing. And for the record, I would take Bo Levi Mitchell over uh, Matt Nichols. Matt Nichols? Day. Yeah. yeah. And that's a bomber I would fan. Too. And that's I'm, a bomber fan, yeah. I'm not going to dispute that. <laughs> I, we still haven't seen... Bo Levi Mitchell play in any form of distress. You know what I mean. Okay, I'm so having problems with my mouth tonight. Well, because it, it shows the true character of somebody. He's never had any challenges. And, he, and then he still fucks it up in this Grey Cup game and loses. Oh, okay, yes. How- it's always Bo's fault when they win, <laughs> lose the Grey Cup. Jeez. Jeez. Well, he sure didn't do very good, did he? I, I, I remember that interception right at the end. Oh yeah, that was that was beautiful. That was that was like classic bowl. Okay, Mark. Yes. How you doing? How you doing, guy? Everything wonderful? Doing well. Doing well. Cool. It was a good day today. Woke up to about a quarter inch of rain coming down, and then it turned into a beautiful day. So that's how it should <laughs> oh, be. Oh fuck. Fuck you wanted I you know what happened to me the other day? I was out with my my son-in-law and we were off uh I won't say what we were doing cuz it was probably illegal and unethical and immoral. But um we're driving over the Okanagan connector to uh basically over to the Okanagan from Merritt and it was snowing. It snowed it was like 2 inches of snow. Oh, I saw man. that. It was just like holy shit, what is this? We, we were we were out on a covert covert operation and it was like like we we did not dress for this weather. It was freezing. It was terrible. <laughs> oh God! But snow no. like a bitch. You can have your snow. We don't want it. <laughs> no, no, shit, no! I didn't want it. Okay, okay, okay. Let's talk some football now. Have we decided we're going to do that? We probably should. We're gonna. We're yep. we're going to. Preview the first games. Oh, I think Chris mailed in his scores, didn't he? Yes, he did. I'm going to have to go back and look at his scores so that I can get that properly into the the mix here. Uh, Not making the show tonight. There it is. Do I have a pen? Okay. Uh, Hamilton Rough Riders coming into Regina to play the Rough Riders. This is a typically very tough town to play in. It didn't seem that way to Montreal last week, did it? Woo! Ouch! So, Hamilton, who is a much better team than the Montreal Alouettes, only an idiot would say otherwise, uh, what are they going to do to the, to, to the Ruffies here? 
It's is it going to be a Hamilton walkover, or the the Rough Riders going to show some pride and come back and do something after that spanking by Montreal? Uh, Chris says no. Hamilton forty, Rough Riders seventeen. Will, what you say? What do I say? I say Saskatchewan's in big trouble. Big doo doo. Feel it. Big doo doo. I can see it. And those fans are going to be crazy if they lose two in a row in Saskatchewan, which they're going to do. <laughs> um, apparently, apparently, after the game last weekend, they were all walk. All the fans were walking around like zombies on the way to their cars, okay, because they couldn't believe they lost to Montreal. Neither could anybody else, but they did. Okay, I know. Again, like- I don't think. I don't think Brandon Bridges is a very good quarterback. That's all they got. Um, he's obviously, I, I think he's got a really short leash now as well. And Hamilton is playing good football. And I don't see why they wouldn't continue it. So Jeremiah Mazzoli, if he gets hurt, then, hey, we get to see Johnny Manziel. But Jeremiah Mazzoli has been playing great. So I, uh, I don't. I think they're going to beat Hamilton. So I am going to pick Hamilton, 36, Saskatchewan, 14. 14. This is for the hammer. Okay, Charles. Yes. Okay, so. um, You're taking the riders, right? No, no, sorry, that was Mark. That's Mark that's going to do that. Not so much. Uh, to be honest, um, I'm just going to come out and say it right now. As long as Jerron Carter is playing defensive back, and as far as I know, that's still the plan for Chris Jones. That is, that is the plan. The it's been announced. Yeah. He will be the, he'll be defensive back. Uh, at that point, I can't take the Riders seriously. I'm sorry, I can't. He just keeps getting torched repeatedly. The guy's a receiver. He's not a defensive back, and the last two games have proven that. He got just lit up against Ottawa last week. And I don't know what Hamilton's going to do to him this this week, but uh, they're playing a better, a much better quarterback in Jeremiah Mazzoli. He he can have a field day with Deron Carter, and I'm sorry. Uh, Brandon their Banks offense, is going to be – he's going to have to oh, cover yeah, Brandon Banks. Go. Good luck with that, Deron. Uh, he's going to yeah, be but he's for another long feet, night. He's, he's three feet taller than Brandon Banks, so – yeah, Banks that is faster, That may be the though. only advantage he has, but Brandon Banks will run right by him. They're, right now, their defense sucks. Their offense sucks. Uh, I heard Brandon Bridge is going to start again, so that's, uh, another, uh, that's another X in the uh, column for the Riders. This is a terrible matchup for the Riders. This is going to be another long night, and this game's in Saskatchewan. Uh, yeah. it, it doesn't matter. Typically, I would say... Uh, you know, they're a better team at home. They weren't last week. They're not going to be this week. Those fans are in for another long night, and they are they might be in for a lot of long nights coming up here soon. This is not going to go well for Saskatchewan. I think they're going to get bombed in this one by Hamilton, quite frankly. I'm going uh, Hamilton 42 and Saskatchewan 14. Okay. And I might be being generous giving them 14, to be honest. Well, 
Let's see. What what has Saskatchewan scored so far this year? Because we're not counting preseason. So they scored in week one, they got 27 points. In week two, they got 17. In week three, they got 17. So 27 points against Toronto. Okay. Just thought I'd share that little bit of tidbits with you. Mark, Mm -hmm. what's your score on this one? What's your take on this one? You got anything positive to say about the Riders? You're a Bomber fan. You love them, don't you? Uh, positive to say about the Riders right now? Well, their defense matches up well with Hamilton's defense. Uh, just looking at the stats on the season so far and the comparisons. The offense, uh, not so much. Um, they positively getting- suck. Well, Hamilton's getting 348 yards passing a game. Saskatchewan, 224. 121 rushing for Hamilton, 88 for Saskatchewan. And then when you, it was, I got a little bit of a giggle when I looked at this when it gets to the quarterbacks. Masoli's already thrown for 1,045 yards. Saskatchewan leading quarterback is on the sixth game with 309 yards. This has all the makings of a beatdown. You know, Will, you said that Brandon Banks is like five foot six. How big is Chris Williams? Five foot seven and a half. If they do go routes on Carter with Banks's speed, it doesn't have to be a contested ball because within five yards, Carter's going to be going. What the hell just ran past me? There's no way he can keep up. I wouldn't be surprised to see Banks get two or three touchdowns this week. Um, and there's a, you know, people are saying, well, there's lots of pressure on bridge. Uh, it's going to be a short leash. It was a short leash last week. Chris Jones does not like Brandon Bridge. Whenever he started last year, Kevin Glenn was the guy coming in right away. Same thing happened last week. Same thing will happen this week. By halftime, it'll be a different quarterback. It'll be that Watford kid. I'm going to go... Hamilton, 51, Saskatchewan, 22. I think we're going to get the 50-burger. I I don't know what to say here. I think I'm going to go low on this just because you guys all just went the other way. <laughs> just because it's the only way that I can win here. Uh, Ham- Hamilton, uh, 30. Saskatchewan 10. See how what happens. See, keep my combined score down low and see see if I can do something with that. 50 burger. Oh my god. <laughs> Mark's calling it. Oh, and and you know what? You're probably closer. Way closer than I am. What oh uh, CFL's idiots uh did hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, where am I going here? News. CFL.ca, they've got the uh, reporters doing their, writers make their week four picks. <clears throat> oh, my God, everybody picked Hamilton to win. Who's surprised really? there? Jamie Nye yeah, took Hamilton. Really? Jamie, Jamie Nye. Nye. Jamie Nye took Hamilton. Wow. Pat Steinberg, Matthew Cause, uh Marshall 
Ferguson, Chris O'Leary, and Jim Morrison all took the Ticats. Are these up on the on the uh, Facebook page? Uh, they're on. I don't know if they are or not. I can put them there really fast. Oh, where are you seeing them? Uh, CFL.ca. Oh, of course. Let me see. They're on our Facebook page now. Yes, they are. You're right. Okay. So, that's that. Unanimous. We all picked Hamilton. We must be like professional media personalities because they all (laughs) picked Hamilton, too. Okay, this next one's a little bit tougher. Is it? Ottawa oh, Rough Rider, or oh, sorry, why do I keep doing that? It's two weeks in a row I've done that. Ottawa Red Blacks are traveling into Montreal to play the Alouettes. Ooh. This is going to be a close game. Not. There's only one team in the CFL that the Montreal Alouettes will be able to beat this year. They've done it. So that's the end of that. Okay. Jeff Matthews is going to be the starting QB for the Alouettes this week. Ottawa Red Blacks, Montreal Alouettes. Charles, call it. A quick news flash to any uh, optimistic Montreal Alouette fans. They're not (laughs) playing the Saskatchewan Rough Riders this week. So really temper your hopes because – uh, you're not about to go on a winning streak. Look, good on Montreal for getting the win last week. Um, they were not exactly playing a uh, a great team, and they're not a great team. But that was um, that was right place, right time for the um, for the um, Montreal Alouettes. They're not going to get away with that this week. The Red Blacks are too good a team. Uh, they've got a, a competent quarterback. They've got a pretty good defense. Um, yeah, I hope they enjoyed their win last week because it's probably not going to get repeated very much this year. Uh, well, they got to play Saskatchewan another time, so we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I'm picking Ottawa to win this one. I'm not crazy. Uh, there's no winning streak going on here for the uh, Red Blacks. Um this one's probably going to be another, pretty much another route. I'm thinking uh, Ottawa's a way better team than Montreal. Um, you know, they're going to have some confidence coming out of um, uh, the win over Saskatchewan. I'm not sure how much confidence uh, you can really have because um, they're still Montreal. But let's face it, um the Red Blacks, they've got William Powell. They've got um, Trevor Harris. Uh, I think they're going to have a big night. Um, this is my blowout. I, I think Montreal gets whacked in this one. Uh, and I'm going to call this one 52-17 for Ottawa. 52-17. to Okay. <laughs> Willie, you liked that one, didn't you? <laughs> I like Charles. In general, <laughs> um, mm, most people do. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Um, <laughs> I, this game, oh my lord! Well, it's back to reality for a certain team out of Montreal this weekend. And you're right, 
you're right. It's not Saskatchewan. And I mean, I mean, one good thing is Drew Willie's not playing. They have Jeff Matthews. Jeff Jeff who wasn't he? Yeah. Wasn't Jeff Matthews? Wasn't Jeff Matthews a receiver in Winnipeg once upon a time? Uh, Mark didn't it, wasn't no, there a that was Matthews, Matthews in Winnipeg? Chris Matthews. Okay. Cool. Jeff Matthews. Maybe he's his brother. I don't know. But anyways, um, this is not going to be close. But I still don't think. Ottawa's that great, but I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Trevor Harris will probably be on. They've got a great offensive line. Uh, they got a great running game. So I'm going to go 28 for Ottawa, 7 for Montreal. Oh, okay. I, I kind of expected more. I did. Okay, well, Charles picked the more for you. So. I did. He did. No question about that. I just, I, I just thought you would have done, you would have smoked it a little better than that. No, no. The smoke okay. game's coming up. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Depends on what you're smoking. Yeah, I've never done that kind of stuff. Sorry. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, I had to sneeze. Didn't get the, my mic. Shut down in time. Oh well. Mark, your your call on this one now. You know, I'm trying to keep the score lower on this one just because I'm not a huge Trevor Harris fan. So I figured there might be quite a few field goals involved in there. But with Ottawa's rushing attack with Powell at what is he almost two hundred yards I think I read. And Montreal's at like 50 yards or something. It's just, it's going to be a ground and pound game, I think, in the first quarter, especially first quarter, if not the entire first half. You're just going to see them pound the ball and then start to run away with it, I think, in the third quarter. Montreal got their win. They played well to get it. This is a whole different animal with that defense. But I think it's still going to stay relatively low scoring. On Ottawa's side, so I'm going to go 32. Wow, that's really not relatively low, is it? No, 32, and I'll give Montreal 12. Sorry, I had my mic off. Uh, There we go. 32 to 12. Uh, By the way, Chris's score on this is 45 to 10. For Montreal. No, sorry, Ottawa. Yeah, I it's Jesus. How do you do something like this? I uh, I'm gonna go thirty six to twelve. Thirty six to twelve for Ottawa. I really don't think I I'm surprised that I gave Montreal twelve points. I really do. I I can't believe it. Okay. So the writers, the writers, prediction time. What did the writers pick? Oh, my God, it's a sweep by the Ottawa Red Blacks. Everybody really? picked Ottawa. Shocker. Again, we, we must be professional media type personalities. Well, we, we picked the same as they do, so. Yeah, I know. I'm starting to be concerned. That, yeah. That's, uh, please don't compare us to Jamie Nye. Well, that's going to change right now. 
because yeah, Jamie Nye, Jamie Nye is the sole person to pick Toronto. The rest of them all took Edmonton. And yeah, the next game is the Edmonton Eskimos in Toronto, BMO Field, to play the Argonauts. The Argonauts are sitting 0-2, lost their starting quarterback for the season, absolutely suck, and are going nowhere as defending Grey Cup champions. Nobody is surprised at all by what's going on here. We actually thought that Hamilton wasn't going to be as good as Toronto, and Montreal was going to suck as well. And uh, Hamilton and Toronto are kind of flipping on us right now. Hamilton seems to be doing really well. Toronto is not. Oh, where did I go here? I keep doing this. I had Chris's scores here. Here they are. He is picking Toronto over Edmonton, 30-25. to 25. Chris has picked Toronto, 30-25. to 25. Okay, did you guys hear that? He picked Toronto. Mark, what are you going to do? I can see picking Toronto. I'm not going to, but I can see picking Toronto. Um, there's a lot of pressure on Franklin in this game. This is now oh, yeah. his team. This is his team now. Now he's got to prove that all that hype that we've been hearing about for the last year and a half isn't just hype, that it's real. Now, he does have an easier defense to play against because of the problems that Edmonton has with the injuries in the backfield. So that could help. But this is a game where Wilder really has to step up. He started off the season really quiet after all the comments and everything, all the crap during the off season. So it's time for him to put up or shut up too. So, but I just, it's Mike Riley against James Franklin. Sorry, I'm taking Mike Riley. Um, I'm going to go Edmonton 27, Toronto 17. Okay. Willie. Hey, is is Wilder a player in the CFL? Cause quiet. A very quiet is he? one. Yeah. He's been well, very non-existent. Or steam He's the guy who got the 100% raise, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Close to it. I hope his family's eating well. Um, anyways, um, there is no way... There is no way Mike Riley is going to let James Franklin beat him, okay? Mike Riley can show up to this game all by himself, and he will beat Toronto just because James Franklin has been his backup for three years. There's no way he's losing to James Franklin. He won't let it happen. Um, And I would assume that Edmonton knows James Franklin tendencies inside, outside, and backwards, and I think Mike Benavides is going to give them <laughs> some pretty fun stuff to look at. So I don't see how Toronto is even going to clo- come close to winning this game. But Edmonton's defensive backfield is horrible, 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 horrible. And that's their big downfall. So I am going to pick Edmonton 40, Toronto 28. Okay, so... Let me clarify this. You picked Edmonton to win. Yes, sir. 
Now you hate them. You you're just not stupid, that. is what you're telling us. You never do that. Yeah, that, 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 is, that is correct. And you know what? I don't have a certain individual razzing me on this year, so I can think more with a clear mind. And uh, reality is, Edmonton's not that bad of a team compared to Toronto. I mean, they're worse than the 18 and 0 Calgary Stampeders, but uh, oh, sorry, they're only three and 0 right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to pick up. You haven't played BC yet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want you to know that BC seems to be the only team that is actually beating them in the last two or three years. Well, I tell you what, I tell you what, I tell you what, if when they play Calgary, if Travis Lule is the starter, and you can, this is live on radio, and you guys can all hold me to this. I will pick BC. Please really? come back, Travis. Really? 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 Really. You yep. caught me with a cupcake in my mouth. I couldn't believe that. I almost choked. I know. You're choking now, aren't you? Wow. Heimlich maneuver. Heimlich maneuver. See, even you don't think Bo Levi's that good. Oh, I just like uh, when <laughs> when they put an old guy in in place of the next one in BC, and you know, I still think Travis has got to show. I just, I, I'm sad that he's lost his career. To be honest uh, with you, so are we all are out in BC. We really are. He, yeah, no, he had the ability to make a, a wonderful. <laughs> Anyhow, obviously, not... obviously. They eventually traded Mike Riley because Travis Lule was the man, and they thought he would be the man for a long time. And then yeah. he started getting injured, which is too, too bad. Yeah. Okay. I agree with you. And you picked Edmonton, and I understand why. Charles. Charles? Did yeah. I get I'm off. That was loud. Yeah, there. I did, yeah. Uh, I can't agree with Chris on this one. I'm going to also – stick with the Edmonton Eskimos. The Eskimos defense took a step forward this last week, but not all the way forward because in that game, there were a few times, at least three or four different plays, where the ball was thrown deep against them, and Jonathan Jennings missed his receiver, uh, but the receiver was still what? open. Hang on, you're talking about and Jonathan Jennings. This is BC. What the? Oh, in Edmonton. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the Edmonton right. defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there yeah, was yeah, a yeah. few times that Jonathan Jennings missed his receiver, but the receiver was still open. So I still have my concerns about that that uh, defensive core, that defensive secondary, because they were better last week, but they were by no means perfect. Having said that, they're playing James Franklin when I don't know when the last time James Franklin actually started a football game. It was, I guess, sometime last year, but it's been a long time and. Uh, he's had the two weeks of practice, I guess, with the number one unit. I just, I can't see James Franklin. And this game is this game is in Toronto, right, or is it in Edmonton? No, it's in Toronto. It's in Toronto. I just can't see James Franklin uh, taking out Edmonton this week. I just think uh, he needs more time in that number one number one quarterback. I think he's still very green. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a talented quarterback, and I still think he could be a very good quarterback in this league. 
I just don't see uh, that starting this week. So um, I think the uh, Eskimos' uh, offense got rolling a little bit last week. And personally, I think that's going to continue. Um, I think it'll be somewhat close. I don't think we're going to see a blowout like I predicted with Montreal, Ottawa, or anything like that. It'll be closer, but it's still going to be Edmonton winning this one. Um, Still probably in double digits. I'm going to go um, Edmonton 32 and... No, you know what? Edmonton 35 and Toronto 20. 20. Okay. And CJ pulls up the rear on this one, and I am predicting a, a blowout. Edmonton 42, Toronto 12. James Franklin's going to be totally lost like a deer in the headlights. Mike Riley is Mike Riley, and he is just going to walk all over them. 35-20 for Charles, and 42-12 for CJ. Okay, that's week number, or game number three. Game number four. This is the game that's most important to everybody on this show right now. Because Calgary's on a bye week. So that when Calgary's on a bye week, Will always flips over to being a Winnipeg fan. Mark is a Winnipeg fan. Charles is a BC fan. I'm a BC fan. It means something special to everybody. Isn't that wonderful? It's a wonderful day in the neighbor. Okay, sorry. Charles. Who are you picking? Oh, boy. My Lions came back down to earth a little bit last week against uh, Edmonton. Um, to be fair, that game was there for the taking for the Lions in the first half. They, uh, I would say, for the majority of the first half, outplayed Edmonton. But they didn't have the finish. And that was a problem with the Lions offense last year, too. Too many... Um, Sixes uh, ended up as threes. Um, I still or one. I still have uh, or ones. Yeah, no kidding. I still have some hope for this defense. I know they started. Uh, you know they started to fall apart last week, but I think they were just being put. By the end of the set first half, the offense wasn't getting the job done, and they were getting put out on the field a little bit too much. Um, they were missing tackles. They badly missed some tackles in that game. Uh, um, Marcel Young has to uh, learn that uh, he can play against more than drunks running on the field. He had a long game last week. Uh, he got but benched. I don't think that defense, is, he got benched, and uh, I don't know if he's going to be back starting this week. Uh, if he is, I hope he learned his lesson. Um, if I'm Winnipeg, I'm sorry. Uh, I know what they're saying in the media. I'm concerned about Matt Nichols playing this week. I know they brought him off the sixth game, but the, they brought him off the sixth game yesterday. So really, they're giving him, let's see, today and tomorrow, which will be full practices. Friday is just a walkthrough the day before. So they're bringing him in with two full practices. That's it. That doesn't well, seem like enough to me, especially for a guy that really has barely taken any snaps even going back to the preseason. That just seems a little quick to me. And he may be healed. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. How would I know? But 
if I'm Winnipeg, I would honestly start Strebler at least one more week, and then before you put Matt Nichols in, give him a full week of practice, not two days. Um, yeah, so and going back to BC, Jonathan Jennings, he's got to be better than he was. I thought he was very good in week one. Last week, it was back to the, uh, similar to what we saw from Jennings last year. Uh, he was missing receivers. He was overthrowing receivers. He was rushing things. He didn't run the ball enough because, it, to me, if you go back to week one against Montreal, he was the most effective when he was also using his legs, or at least a threat was there. I never got the feeling that the threat was there against Edmonton last week. Um, so this is a, an interesting one for me. And the Bombers' defense got blown up last week uh, against Hamilton. They didn't look good at all against Hamilton. So these are two teams coming off not very impressive performances. Of course, I'm a Lions fan. I'm going to pick the Lions. Big surprise. Uh, but I think this is going to be a close game. When these two teams play, in general, in the last two or three years, they have been razor thin margins. They have been some of the best games played in the league uh, for the last two or three years. I'm going to pick the Lions. I'm going to pick it a close game. I'm going to call the Lions. I'm going to call this one BC 30 and Winnipeg 27. It'll be a field goal. So hopefully Ty Long hits the one in between the two posts this time. Yeah, as opposed to the post. Yes, because he did that last week too. You don't even get a point when he hits the post. Nope. Dead center and dead ball. Yeah. Okay. William. BC, you picking BC? Yeah. Um, um, well, I'll be interested to see. This is, this is going to be, I mean, every, okay, Winnipeg and BC are usually pretty close games. And they all have conversations with each other. But now, half the BC Lions play for Winnipeg. Okay? Yeah. So it's going to be even more of a talk show. Okay? It's going to be quite interesting. You get the you get the Sully Big Hill show, too. Okay? Team 100 yeah. on different teams. That's going to be interesting, too. This game is going to be interesting in general. Okay? Because um, I think it just makes the rivalry that much bigger, and uh, I I don't know who's playing quarterback. I think Winnipeg would be stupid to put Matt Nichols in because let's put it this way: nobody, nobody with the exception of Calgary and Edmonton, are running away with the West. Well, Edmonton's not running away. Well, you could, you could, could. What was that? What was that? The hell? What was that? That was, that was funny. Your your you mic is on the line? Christopher. Your mic, mic is possessed, Christopher. <laughs> oh, yeah. Christopher anyway, go forty-five on. feet. <laughs> that was um, funny. Let me let me finish here. The rivalry is going to be tighter, um, because of of the situation of the players. And I think this is – oh, sorry, I was going on about starting Matt Nichols. You shouldn't start Matt Nichols. Season doesn't start till Labor Day. The, the West is not going to be out of reach by Labor Day. Okay? No. 
So I still think you should rest him because Strebler has done just fine considering he's a rookie quarterback. And BC, their defense isn't that good. But I'm gonna, cons- I'm gonna, I think this is gonna be a close game. And uh, just so you know, Charles, I wrote this score down before you told us your score. I am gonna pick Winnipeg because I refuse to pick the Lions because of the last two weeks. I'm gonna pick Winnipeg, 28. BC Lions, 20. Seven. Hmm. I hope by a point. But Charles took BC, you took Winnipeg. They're not even close scores. That's right. Chris took the Bombers, 32-28. Mark, you know how points-wise we're all around the same area. We we are, we are. Mark, what do you got here? Oh, I'll be taking Winnipeg. I think we probably all do that. You don't say (laughs) <laughs> um, no one is shocked Really Mark? Yeah Will really, is right Mark? Will is right You you really don't know what's going to happen Generally when Winnipeg and BC play The last couple of years It's just been fun football Great football um, With both defenses struggling mightily in their last game it, It's going to be a bit of a statement game for both of the defenses To see which one will stand up and hopefully for a change, it's the Bombers. I know with the closed practice yesterday, um, I was talking to one of the PR guys, and apparently it was a rather loud closed practice. So I'm assuming O'Shea, Red, hopefully Hall the riot act, and then the defense. I'm tired of seeing soft zone. It drives me nuts. The bend and don't break just doesn't work anymore like it did in 1990. It just doesn't. But I think because it's in Winnipeg, you're going to see a Winnipeg win. I'll get into the Matt Nichols stuff next since that is the next on the agenda anyway. Um, I am going to go go 26 for Winnipeg, 24 for BC, and it's going to be on Wally going for a two-point conversion and missing yet again. (laughs) This is hilarious Absolutely hilarious Because at the beginning of this segment This part, the BC Winnipeg thing I wrote down my score I never write down my score prior to Actually saying it Because I want to see where everybody else is And I want to be able to guess You know, play the game Find out whether or not I'm going to you know, Play my odds, not necessarily Never mind, you guys know what I'm talking about So I wrote down I wrote down BC Lions, 26. Winnipeg Blue Bombers, 24. Nice. Good Lord. We're so, all thinking alike tonight, which is kind of scary. So I got identical sto- scores as Mark, only the opposite team. <laughs> Nobody's taking a blowout in this one. Nobody's taking a blowout in this one. Now, let's go prediction time. Over here, oh. Jamie Nye, Pat Steinberg, Matthew Cause, Marsh, uh, Marshall Ferguson, Chris O'Leary, and Jim Morrison. Morris, sorry, all took the Bombers. So it's unanimous Bombers. We finally, finally got away from those idiot media personalities. 
okay? Because we are not like that. Mind you, the only two BC Lion fans took BC. I'm a little disheartened by that. Not really well, yeah, would on, on that bandwagon a little bit, but but BC's disappointed Willie the last couple of weeks, so I understand that. How did he? How did BC disappoint you during the bye week, Will? Well, they didn't win or they didn't lose. Yeah, so they but you didn't lose, pick them, so did you? They stayed the same. Well, but no, you said that you, been, BC I, has disappointed you the last couple of weeks. So I understand last Christopher, week playing against Edmonton. The main yeah. reason, the main reason I lost to an unmentionable person last year was because I picked the BC Lions almost every freaking game last year. Okay, and they haven't showed me anything different this year. Jonathan Jennings is probably playing better, but the overall team's not playing better. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That's why. Sorry. Sorry. That's okay. I. That's fine. That's fine. I've got the scores written down. I've got them into my computer spreadsheet. And uh, we'll see what's going to happen because we'll be back here Sunday night to talk about it and find out what the hell just happened because that's kind of fun. Okay. So where are we now? We're at almost 9 o'clock, which is half. We usually spend an hour on the, on the, on the teams and then an hour on whatever's left over. Matt Nichols has come off the six-game injured list as the Bombers making a bit of a mistake trying to rush him back, or could he possibly be ready to play? I, just because they took him off the six-game injury list doesn't mean they're even going to dress him. He may get dressed as a third stringer, but anything more than that would be ridiculous. Anybody who thinks that he's going to be starting this game on Saturday night is Ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And just because I said that, he's probably going to start. But you don't do that. The guy has had no, you know, barely a, a training camp, no preseason. He's been injured for four weeks. He gets dragged off the injury list, gets two and a half days worth of practice, and you expect him to start football. I hope they start Matt Nichols. I, as a BC Lions fan, I hope they start Matt Nichols. It guarantees us a win. Uh, I don't know. This one just kind of confuses shit out of me. He's not going to play football. He's just going to be there. He needs to come back so that he can practice this week, practice next week, and he might start next week. He might not, he might not start till the week after that. The whole concept is to get him game ready without re-injuring him. You don't do that by throwing him back into the, the game with the Lions. Throw Matt Nichols to the Lions. Roar, gladiators. No, come on, it's not going to happen. Will, Matt Nichols. Yes, sir. Is he, gonna, is he playing Saturday um, night? If, 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 no, I don't think he's playing. And if they do play him, they're stupid. Sorry, they're stupid. Because the season is only four games in. and Three so far. On. Well, three or four, whatever it is. This is the yeah. fourth week, is it not? Yes, it is. And uh, the whole season is not going to be won or lost in the first four weeks. So I say give the guy some rest because that knee has been injured before and 
They did say he was getting off-season surgery on it. So I don't care how much brace you put on it. I mean, and then going against BC and Solly and those guys, like, don't be stupid. Chris Strebler has not looked that bad. And uh, I think uh, he's still got, he's got game, and I think they should continue with him. I think it would be ridiculous if they tried to start Matt Nichols. But they did say they did say four to six weeks, so this is the fourth week. So maybe somebody out there is stupid enough to start him. I hear uh, Paul Lapolis is quite an arrogant human being, so maybe he just wants the wins, baby. Because, hey, you never know. Maybe next year there's a coaching job for him somewhere as a head coach. So who knows? Anyways, don't have much to say on this. I think it would be ridiculous if they try and start him. Okay. I, I I could go with Mark, but then he's gonna go away. So Charles. Okay, so I honestly think that I'm kind of in the same camp as Will. I mean, you look at it. Chris Strebler through the first three games has played pretty well. Now, yeah, he faltered up a little bit against Hamilton. That's gonna happen. He's a kid. Uh, he's not gonna be perfect every game, but if you look at his overall play. He's played quite well. He played well against Edmonton, and he bombed Montreal. Who doesn't? Well, Saskatchewan doesn't. But that's beside the point. Um, I just think that I know they want Matt Nichols back. He's their guy. He's the number one guy. But um, bringing him back when there's only when he's only really had two practices, two and a half or two and a walkthrough, just seems stupid to me. Because I did read today that the, he was taking first rep, um, first rep uh, practices, and I don't think that's wise. Give Strebler at least one more game. At least give Matt Nichols a full week of practice before you throw him to the Wolves. He played what one season? One or yeah, throw him to the Lions. Even better. Uh, he played what one, maybe two series in the preseason. That's all the game time he's had. You know, dress him as the third string or even the second string if you really want to. But to start him doesn't make any sense to me. Give the guy the proper um, uh, the proper uh, comeback time. Give him the practice. If you want to start him here, you look, you're going into a home-and-home, uh, home, which I think is another important part because if you're going into the home-and-home, Leaving Matt, you can plan to start Matt Nichols in the second part. Leave him on the sidelines. Let him watch the BC defense. Maybe he'll pick up some notes. That's what I do. Uh, but I just think it's way too quick to be putting Matt Nichols uh, back in as a starter. It doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. Uh, I would at least hold him out a week before I go into that. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Can't argue with that one. Mark, this one's you, buddy. Uh, the first thing I'll say was when Nichols originally got injured. And O'Shea said it would be four to six weeks, closer to right on four weeks. So he's followed the timeline that they originally gave him. O'Shea does not rush guys back from injuries. If he rushed guys back from injuries... Mo Leggett would have been playing in game one. 
they held him back until the third game because he wasn't ready. It, if O'Shea thinks Nichols is ready, and they all know his history with knee surgeries and knee injuries, if they think he's ready, he must be ready. Would I start him? <sighs> Possibly. Strebler has played very well. For a raw, true rookie, he's played extremely well. He's done exactly what we've needed him to do. He's kept us afloat. We're one game below 500. That's not bad. Um, I think Nichols is ready. You hold him out another week. Well, is it going to be ready? We don't know because we can't do padded practices. Oh, well, maybe we should hold him out another week. Well, you know, it's you're going to play him at home versus playing him in B.C., I think that's part of the reasoning, too, is they're at home. If they were in B.C. this game, he may be dressed, but he may not play. I could also see Strebler coming out for the first couple of drives, see how things go. And then if not, if they look, because don't forget, Strebler's coming off a game where they went six straight two and outs. You can't do that in the CFL. Hamilton had the ball of basically an extra quarter of the game. An entire quarter of the game, Hamilton had the ball. You can't do that. So if maybe they put in Strebler, but I honestly think that they're going with Nichols. He did take all the first-team reps, including in the um, scrimmages, the last half of the practice. He started it with the first team, and he ended it with the first team which means to me that he's starting. You would think Strebler would have a little bit more time with the starting offense if he was going to be the starter. So I would say unless something happens, I would say it's going to be Nichols. I'm not 100% in agreement with it, but I can see why. It's his team. If he says he's ready to go, the doctors say he's ready to go, then you go. You can't wait forever. Nobody's rushing him back. The original timeline was four weeks, four to six. It's right on four. That's what O'Shea said. It would be four weeks. And I remember saying it on the podcast, and everybody was, ah, he's out for six weeks, if not longer. Well, he's out for four. Okay, hang on, Mark. Please share some wisdom here with me, because if I was Mike O'Shea, and uh, and whoever that quarterback our general manager you guys have is um, Kyle Walters and this Kyle Walters yeah okay and this guy is four weeks and he's going to come back and we're going to start him in week four I would have taken them off the six game injury list at the end of week three so that he could prepare for this week. I wouldn't be doing it midweek. I wouldn't do, be doing it two days before the walkthrough. That doesn't make sense to me. I, I'm not arguing with you. I don't. I, I don't think you're wrong. You know, I've got a strange, stupid feeling that Matt Nichols is going to start this weekend. But why wouldn't you take him off the six games sooner than that? Did he just get clearance from the doctors, and now you're rushing him? That's what would be rushing him. Okay, you said nobody's rushing him because the timeline's always been four weeks. Well, 
If you take him off the sixth game on a Wednesday and the game is Saturday, that's rushing him. If you took him off the sixth game on Sunday and had practices all week, then that wouldn't, would not be rushing him. That would be playing to the timeline that you had originally stated for him. He was taken off the sixth game on Monday night. He was taken off the sixth game on Monday night. Yeah, that's when I got I never heard about it till Tuesday. Yeah, I took so it out he, Tuesday morning when I got up. So he practiced Tuesday? It's possible he was on the field on Monday. It just wasn't announced. They send in, all they do is send in the paperwork to the CFL. That's all they have to do. They don't have to announce it. So they may have hit it for one day with that closed practice. Why else do you close yeah. the practice? You're not closing a well, practice this early in the season because you're panicked about the playoffs. You're hiding something. They hit Nichols. He had a, there's an extra day. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, so I understand that, but even at that, so let's say he did practice Monday. He's got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday. That's four practices. I mean, that's not enough time to properly get your uh, uh, your timing down with your receivers and your offensive line. Hell, they go through a, a month-long training camp. Week one, a lot of teams don't have their um, timing down, and that's after uh, sometimes two or three weeks. They're only giving him four practices. And I know he's a good quarterback, but – that kind of stuff does take time. So, I mean, maybe it is four, four uh, practices, but you'd almost want to see them practice for a couple of weeks at least to get that timing down. But with the way practices are now, how much timing are you getting down when everybody's in T-shirts and shorts? True. That's a good point. There's no, yeah, you, there's no you don't hitting. get your timing until game day. Your timing is on the field when somebody's trying to take your head off and take your knee out. That's timing. Mm-hmm. If he could be sitting and throwing balls in practice for another five weeks, he hasn't been hit. Is he going to be more healed? Sure. But it's, you eventually you have to throw him into a live situation. If he thinks he's ready and the doctors are saying he's ready, he's been practicing probably since Monday. Go for it. And Bob Irving had tweeted yep. out he was putting all kinds of pressure on the leg. He was doing normal movements, running. So as a practice yeah, but my point that's is, what you want to hear. My point is, what's the difference between him sitting out four weeks or six weeks? There is no difference. Quite truthfully, there is no difference. So why wouldn't you let him sit for six weeks? Okay, because as time goes on, his leg will get stronger. Don't tell me his leg's 100% already. It's not. I guarantee you it's not. Well, it's not if he's got to have surgery in the off season. You also don't want to nope. be one in five at the end of six weeks. Yeah, but, but, but there's a pretty good chance they're not going to be one in five because they play BC and they play, I don't know who they play after BC, but BC's not that strong. Sorry, guys. Oh yeah, they not have, still have a pretty good chance of beating BC. They still have a pretty good chance of BC and then with Struble. And then they play so. Toronto twice. They or play back goes to out, back, goes to back, out back against BC and then back to back against Toronto. They don't need right. to bring Nichols so he goes back. Out, and then he it's goes a bye. Out and he plays BC. He goes out and plays BC and gets hit on the knee, and then he's done for the year. And you're stuck with Struble, and you're not gonna. 
win shit if you keep Strebler that long. So or he goes out against you Tor- might you he might not play till Toronto and he goes out and gets a shot on the knee and he's done for the year. Mm-hmm. Well, can't. he's he's done he's done for the year if it doesn't matter what team he's playing and he gets a shot to the knee. Okay, right. we all know that. Of course. Okay, but the longer you let him rest, the better he's going to be. That's a de- that's that not a de- be, yeah. that's not a debate, right? Do you no, need not, him I, to I don't you need him to beat BC? You need him to beat BC. Your opinion, you, you don't. No. Okay. No, you we play don't. BC twice. Is Toronto better or worse than BC? A little, a little worse, not much. A little oh, worse. Shut up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, they're worse, of course. Okay, so then you've just admitted that you don't need Nichols to beat Toronto either. So you have four games, four weeks in a row here, that you do not need Matt Nichols to risk his knee. Even if even if nothing happens to him, you're risking him. Okay? Why would you risk him in games that are unnecessary? You're going to tell a pro team that the game is unnecessary? From a fan standpoint, it is. From a player standpoint and coaching standpoint, no game is unnecessary. None. Yeah. From a fan standpoint, and I, I like I have said, I don't 100% disagree with you guys. I can see what you're saying, and part of me does agree with it. But at the end of the day, I'm not the coach and I'm not the player, and we, especially with Winnipeg, we have no idea what the severity is. We know he needs surgery. But they have never even said exactly where on the knee he got hurt. It's Winnipeg. It's, 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 uh, what's his name? I, you know what? I'm, I'm starting to love Mike O'Shea interviews because they're hilarious. He they stands are. there and he's, and he's got he that dumb smirk. He's got that dumb smirk on his face. Okay, like I'm smarter than everybody else, and he tells them nothing. Okay, and it's a 25-minute press conference. I know, I know, it's hilarious. Who knows how long they've had Nichols running around inside the University of Manitoba gym? It's not a sanctioned practice. Yeah. Oh well, we'll see. O'Shea coaches the exact same way he played. It's on the edge all the time. <clears throat> like I said, I don't 100% disagree with you guys. I know exactly what you're saying. But I could also see why they're bringing him back. If he, if he says he's 100% ready, and especially the doctors say he's 100% ready, then he's ready. And even if he's only 90%. I'll bet you half the players in the that have played three games already are only at eighty, ninety percent. He's so, not a hundred percent ready to come back to play football if he needs surgery in the off season. No. And he won't be okay. all year if that's the case. Yep. And so is it progressively going to get worse as he goes to the end of the the season? So if it is, then why wouldn't you keep him as healthy as as long as you can? Because well, there's the wonderful world of there's one the wonderful world of drugs too. Okay, he won't feel a thing when he goes on the field. So, nope. well, I don't doubt that. 
That's not the point. The point is whether or not he can walk at the end of the game. Is that overly important at the end of the game? <laughs> well, it is if there's 16 more games. Yeah. And if we were to end up being stuck with Strevler, <laughs> uh, our best chance at the playoffs would be a crossover, obviously. But I honestly wouldn't mind seeing if this kid actually is as good as his three-game sample showed. You know, yeah, he sucked really in the first half last week. But he had a mut- He did play better as the game got older. Into the game. so, and he's got the fire. I'm not ready to anoint him the next one. He's not my James Franklin kind of thing. But right now, Nichols is their best chance to win. And if he's healthy enough to play, the doctors say he's ready, then he's ready. James who? Exactly. (laughs) I've seen way too many flash-in-the-pan quarterbacks in this city since 1990. Um, so for me to go 100% behind Strebler and be dead serious about it, I've had fun with it because it has been fun. But at the end of the day, he's a three-game rookie. I have seen this so many times. I want to see it over a season. So there is part of me that wants Strebler in there and just leave him in right now, like you guys are saying. But O'Shea seems to think he's ready, so I hope the hell he's right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna see pretty quickly, I guess. Oh yeah, but that's about it. I'm, I'm intrigued. So am I. Very. Just think how much I'll rag you guys on Sunday if Streffler plays and he beats the Lions. I'll be sick. No, 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 because I'm saying right now I hope Matt Nichols does play because I think BC has a better chance against this guy who has not had any time with his team than, uh-huh. than the kid who's actually just played three games. That's what Mark's saying. He's a... Watch Strebler play and then beat the Lions. Yeah, well, it, it, I would say that Winnipeg has a better chance with if Strebler plays than if Nichols plays. So I don't know why you're going to razz me. <laughs> you're going to razz me anyhow, okay, but that's just, beside the point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because we're Lions fans. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait until I go after Phil if the Bombers win with Strebler. Phil Norman. We have fun going back and forth. Mm-hmm. That's it for me. And okay. on that note, I'm going to get out of here for the rest of the show. Some of us have to be up in a few hours. So? So, have a good rest of the show, and I'll talk to everybody on Sunday. And since I know you're probably going to throw it in since I'm not there, BC sucks. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll find out who sucks on Saturday night, won't we, Mark? That's growing old. We certainly will. We're going to find out who sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I'll talk to you guys later. Take care, Mark. Have a good one. You too, guys. See you, Mark. See ya. Okay. Wow. Matt Nichols. 
There's no way in hell he should be playing, but I cannot argue with the reasoning that Mark just came up with. Can you, Charles? No, no, he makes a good argument. He makes no a question. very good argument. They they plan on playing Matt Nichols this week. Oh, I, I think, think it's stupid. I think it's stupid, too. But uh, they were giving him first-team reps, so I'm guessing he's starting. I'm not saying it's smart. I don't think it is, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's get down to one of our favorite subjects. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders are being idiots again. Uh, They've signed defensive back Matt Ellum, formerly of the Baltimore Ravens, who previously had a domestic violence charge against him. Does this signing send the wrong message, even if the charges against against him were dropped? Well, Okay, two things have come up. There's a couple of things that have happened. The woman claimed she was raped, and then she also did not testify because she said her life was threatened. Okay. If that's the case, this is stupid. If that's not the case, and he's innocent, it's hard to argue. Now, he never had his day in court. Neither did she. So I'm a little concerned about this. But the CFL has partnered with the the concept or the group uh, Ending Violence Against Women. And that is a very noble cause. And it's a cause that a, a good chunk of the people in this fan base uh Support. How can the CFL continually be hypocritical and bringing people into this league who have been charged, whether they're convicted or not is irrelevant, they've been charged with domestic violence or um, sexual misconduct or whatever else, because raping a stranger is not domestic violence. I, I don't understand whether it's I – don't, I don't have an, any information on this, Matt, guy. I don't know anything about the circumstances. I'm not going to, you know, rip him apart. I just don't think he belongs in our league. I mean, we're either serious about our concept of ending violence against women or we're not. And just just tell us so that we're not confused because, you know, you tell us this, you, you wear the plaques, the, the, the banners are in the stadium, and, you know, you got the players up there talking about this, and, you know, don't be a bystander, stand up and, t- you know, tell people when they're being idiots uh, to do all of this, and then you bozos turn around and go and do something like this. Now, nobody in this group is surprised that this is the riders that we're talking about. Because it wouldn't be happening if it was one of the other teams. Uh, I don't know. There's no way in hell that this would be BC. We'd be talking about BC or Calgary or Edmonton or Toronto for that. Well, maybe Toronto. Jim Pop's over there now. But you, you know what I'm saying? I don't think it would happen in Winnipeg, and I don't think it would happen in Ottawa. It's happening in Saskatchewan. Nobody's surprised by this. But shit, man. 
How? What are we doing? It confuses me. This con- totally, completely confuses me. William, would you stand on this one? Well, as the article said, the charges have been dropped, correct? So, I mean, don't we go from uh, innocent till proven guilty or whatever the other way or guilty isn't to proven innocent or whatever it is? O.J. was found innocent. Even his girlfriend. O.J. was found innocent. (laughs) Okay. And and he was innocent. Mm -hmm. And he was innocent. The glove didn't fit. He was innocent. The glove didn't fit, so you can't acquit. Okay. Um, you have to acquit. You know what? This is this is this is not this is not a joking matter. Let's face it. Okay, if it's the not. guy was involved in domestic violence, the guy was involved in domestic violence, he wouldn't be anywhere close to my football team. Okay, because in this day and age, it's just not. It's just not. It's just not not the way it is. Okay. But on the other hand, sometimes things can be misconstrued, okay? Um, For example, last year, Calgary brought Tommy Campbell back, and, and, you know, there was – he had a drug incident in in the offseason. That's a different – And I hope – well, no, no, but I hope – I hope Calgary – I hope Calgary is – big enough organization that they research this and they let him come back. Okay. So for example, this year, Roy Finch. Okay. I'm thinking if they could have done something, they would have brought him back, but I think he's pretty guilty. So they didn't bring him back. Saskatchewan. It's a different cat. It's a different breed. You know, they had all those guys, on their team a couple of years ago who'd been charged with certain things. And I mean, domestic violence is not a joke. And I I would hope that they would have done some research to see if it was really true or not. Because believe it or not, these teams all have investigators on their payroll or somebody like that who looks at these things and researches these things. But on the other hand... Some coaches have the philosophy of winning at all costs, and it doesn't matter how much of a shit human being the person is on the team as long as they're a good player. So, Well, how long did they play Taj Smith? Well, they played him for a year at least, if not two. Yeah. Okay. Um, You know, what about uh, what's-his-name from last year? Didn't he play for Euclid Cummings? And all that shit came out. And I would think everybody in the league knew about it. But he well, still he, played for Edmonton, I no, believe. Yeah, he played for Edmonton. And and it happened when he was a bomber. Right. Right. So yeah. I mean, these guys talk these guys talk every day. So don't tell me they didn't know about it. Okay? I don't believe that. And this stuff all you got to do is look. It's public knowledge. Okay? So, I don't know. I, 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 but, I mean, if the guy was totally guilty, well, then no, you don't touch him ever. Okay? You can't do that. 
And it was kind of interesting that the CFL did approve his signing, okay? I, I tend to wonder how wishy-washy Randy Ambrosi is some days because sometimes he strikes me as totally wishy-washy. So, but that's just my opinion. Well, that's Go what ahead. we're asking for. I want your opinion. Well, Would I, you be I, happy I, if the Calgary Stampeders signed this guy? No, but Calgary doesn't sign guys like that. I understand that. It's that simple. That. It's that, that wasn't simple. my question. I mean, I mean, can you find other guys out there? You should be able to. I, I Is mean, it? I mean, you know. it's like it's like in America. There's 350 million people, and they chose between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. Is there not anybody else out there that can play football that doesn't have a criminal record that the riders could bring into camp? I mean, seriously, is they couldn't find anybody out there? Yeah, I I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But hey, I mean, there, there's and and I think it's uh, I can't remember who says this all the time, but Chris Jones is in love with hiring ex NFL players. Absolutely. Yeah, that's I don't the point think I it matters. Be. I don't think it matters what the record is or what they're what they've done okay because and and i've heard i heard from somebody who used to be in the cfl that the stuff in the cfl that goes beyond behind closed doors would absolutely make people shudder but that stuff never gets out because they all have to sign confidentiality agreements so Mm -hmm. For for example, for example, the CFL reviewed Richie Hall's book before it was ever published, and told him what he could put in there and what he couldn't put in there. So it's interesting. I mean, you get young athletes in a town making half decent dollars by themselves. I mean, the stuff is probably. The stuff they do will probably make you puke, to be honest with you. That's probably covered up. Well, that wouldn't surprise me at all. So, no, I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. So, okay, but, yeah, I wouldn't have them. I wouldn't have them on my team, regardless if there's any, if there's just the slightest bit of of the, I wouldn't have them on my team. It's that simple. Okay, Charles. I'm kind of in the same boat as Will here because, quite frankly, this is, and I know what Will was saying with Tommy Campbell and the drug issue and stuff like that, this is a totally different ball of wax in reality. Uh, Domestic violence and, you know, violence against women, this is something the CFL has been going after fairly aggressively in recent years. And, sure, we can say, This guy, he was never convicted, which is 100% true. He has never been convicted. But you've got to look at the um, circumstances surrounding that. Why was he not convicted? It's not just a cut-and-dry type thing. Uh, This is a um, uh, 
from what I read, the uh, accuser didn't want to go forward with it. Like you said, there was some talk that she had been threatened and this and that. So this is one of the ones that, you know, you got to look at this and you got to judge and say, well, yeah, but, you know, you weren't convicted. I get that. But, you know, there's too much there's too much of a gray area here to overlook this. And um, I think Will's right. I don't think Chris Jones cares, to be honest, about – uh, what the guy's record is, I I think he could care less. Uh, but I was surprised when I heard that uh, the CFL did in fact approve this because um, they have been, like I said, there's been the whole um, violence against women. Speak out. Uh, we see it every time we go to a game. There are advertisements on the big screen uh, three or four times a game uh, about um, uh, you know preventing violence against women and then this guy who yes he was not convicted but the charge right there and some of the stories you read about it's pretty bad so i think this does send a mixed message i i would not like to see him on the bc lions and i think wally buono typically uh sh- would shy away from signing someone like this uh as will said also with calgary and stuff like that i just think it sends a bad message i think it's something that uh, the league really should have taken a harder look at. I don't think the guy right now, um, if he had been acquitted, that's one thing. The fact that it never really went to trial, thats it's too much gray area for me. Okay. Not arguing. I, I think we're all on this same page in here. It's just one of those things that goes, you know what? Something stinks. Something smells bad. And why would you touch it? Right? It's like, I don't know. Just completely confuses me why anybody would go off and do this. But then, it, like I said, it doesn't surprise me that it's the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So, okay, I don't know. Not there's the nothing else we can say about this. Just, not really, nothing, no. no. There's nothing else to say. We, we're all on the same page with this. The guy should not be playing football for, in the CFL. Not with our stance on ending violence against women. And, yeah, and I'm all about giving the guy a second chance and everything else. Why isn't the NFL? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Moving on. Segment number seven. Saskatchewan coach Chris Jones thinks good things are on the horizon for his team. <laughs> is this just typical coach speak or is Jones being del- delusional? Jones is being delusional. What good things could possibly be on the horizon for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? Their number one quarterback, who wasn't doing very well, is on the six-game injury list with a concussion, and it's his third. Uh, is he coming back this year? I would ask the question right now, and I think uh, – who was it? Ryan asked that today. Uh, is that Caleros, the CFL player that's been paid the most to watch games? <laughs> Has he been injured more than he's actually played? It certainly seems like it. And he gets injured at the beginning of the season. He gets the whole season off. So, yeah, I don't know. 
I don't. I really don't know. Is Jones being delusional? The Rough Riders, the good things are about to turn for them. They're 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 going to turn a corner. They're going to they're going to change turn their season around. Coach speak. I don't know what this is. This is this is just some somebody trying to save his ass. I don't know what he's trying to do, but he needs to get his ass fired. He should not be the general manager of this football team. Maybe the coach. I, I don't have a problem with him being the coach. He just shouldn't be the general manager. He does not know how to find player personality, and he doesn't know how to match players' personalities in in, in on a team. He does not have a team of a, he has a bunch a group of individuals playing football. Delusional. I love it. Charles, is he delusional or is he being a good coach? Well, I'm sorry, but what is there to be optimistic about? Brandon Bridge? Deron Carter getting torched? Their complete lack of running of a running game? I mean, he's trying, I think, to put a positive spin on it, but there's just nothing positive there that I can see. I mean, uh, I'm, uh, I'm not trying to be come down on the riders and insult them and, and make fun of them, but in, honestly, if you look at it, I just don't see any reason for optimism there. Things have not gone well this season. Zach Caleros is out. They've had a piss-poor running game. Their, their defense is getting torched. Uh, I'm just trying to find where the optimism is. I just, uh, I'm having a hard time. Uh, seeing things through Chris Jones's eyes. Um, maybe there's something there. Uh, I just don't know what because um, it's just hard. I mean, they're not playing very well now. They're already under 500, and the, they don't look like a team that's ready to turn it around. You're you're not looking at these guys and say, oh, they were so close. They could have beaten them. They could have beaten them. I mean, they got just uh, shellacked last week by the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And I don't think things are going to go much better for them this week. Um, yeah, I just... Uh, even Jamie Nye's picking against them. That's all they needed to... That's all you need to know about what where the riders are right now. So I think it's just a uh, coach trying to stay optimistic. But let's be serious. There's not a lot of reason to be optimistic about this team right now. Yeah. Can't argue with that one. William, are you excited about the prospects of the Saskatchewan Rough Rider for the remainder of the season? Well, okay. Before you can solve a problem, you got to realize there's a problem, okay? And I don't think Chris Jones realizes that yet. Yeah, Deron Carter's going to stay at cornerback. Brandon Bridge is going to play quarterback, and he's going to get pulled on a regular basis. And they got lots to look forward to, okay? They got a long, long, long season to look forward to, okay? Because if he doesn't think there's a problem, oh, my Lord, this team is screwed. Okay, the they're the screwed. The wears the black sweater and stands on the sidelines. That is correct. That is the correct. It starts with him. I don't yep. I don't think I don't think Chris Jones is a good coach. A good sorry, I don't think Chris Jones is a good head coach. I think he's a great defensive coach, but I don't think he's a good head coach. I don't think he's a good ma- general manager. 
They have no depth on that team. They've got Sam Hurl as their middle linebacker. Come on. Can't you find somebody <laughs> out there? Somebody. Come on. Come on. Really? There's got to be somebody. All of those American college players, there's got to be a middle linebacker out there other than Sam Hurl. And that goes to the general manager's job. He's in charge of the scouts. He's in charge of all that stuff. And he's not doing a good job. And it shows because, you know, the first year optimistic because he's a new coach and he's got to build his own system. I mean, in reality, you could compare Mike O'Shea and Chris Jones. And Mike O'Shea has improved every year. And he's found players every year. And he's not even the general manager. And he's increased his depth. And he got better players. Chris Jones doesn't do that. I mean, sure, he made a trade this year for for Charleston Hughes. But Charleston Hughes hasn't done anything except for his first game. So is Charleston Hughes actually as old as we think he is? And so on and so forth. No, it's a terrible football team. They have nothing to be optimistic about. I mean, because they do have to, I think they do have to play Montreal again. They might beat them, maybe. But we'll see. No, I know. I know. It's, it's, I, I thought, I thought Saskatchewan was going to be a good team this year. They have not proved that so far. And now they're down a starting quarterback. And they got Air Canada, who can't read defenses. They're screwed. They're screwed. And I and I wish I could say I'm not happy about it, but I'd be lying. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This this just blows me away. Is Chris Jones covering his ass? At this point in time, is he trying to say the right sound bites to keep his job or to try keep the wolves at bay or what's going on here? I mean, because you know, for him yeah, to come out yeah, and say but, that he's being yeah, optimistic. But, Go ahead. Yeah, but, yeah, but if we're laughing at him, if we're laughing at him, everybody who knows football is laughing at him. Okay. Even no, but that's not even true. Some in that province, there there are some people over there that are defending him tooth and nail right now. You go over to some yeah, of the writers in that group. I, no, no, but those are the people that are delusional just like him, okay? You wouldn't hear that from guys. Tony Dengenes or whatever his name is. You wouldn't hear that from guys who know football. Those are the guys drinking okay? the Kool-Aid. Absolutely. <laughs> You know, those are the guys who haven't seen the world and realized there's something other than Ryderville in the world, okay? And that, I mean, how delusional can you be? In 104 years, you've won the Grey Cup four times. And you're not going to win it again this year. Sorry. So get with it. Yeah, they're not going to win this year. Okay, I don't know. I th- I think I'm done with this one. I think we we do we take wagers on when Chris get Jones gets fired? Is he going to make it to the end of the season as head coach and general manager of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? 
is his contract up this year? I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. Isn't this a three-year experiment? Experiment. Yeah. Well, Ryder fans are not going to put up with this. They will fire him before at the end of the season or after the season if he if he's horrible. Because I'm thinking right now the way I look at it, I'm thinking I'm thinking Saskatchewan has a I don't know five and twelve record at the end of the year. Or five and oh, that's, thirteen record, whatever the number is. It's kind of being generous. I don't think they're going to win yeah. that many games. I don't think they're going to win that many games. So they are definitely missing so. the playoffs. That's your call on this one. Yep. And wait, this weekend they'll come out and throttle Hamilton. So, and then they're I can gonna, understand why Chris Jones is optimistic. They're not going to throttle Hamilton. So, no, I don't think they are either. Okay, moving on. Segment eight, the Toronto Argonauts begin life without Ricky Ray this week with James Franklin behind center taking the number one team reps, which we all knew would would happen. What do we think the prospects are for the Argos now that Franklin is in control? Wow. I'm not sold on James Franklin. I have never been sold on James Franklin. He has done nothing to show me that he is a capable or quality quarterback in this league. He might. He could. But how could we possibly judge him on what we have seen so far? What, two starts in in four years in the league? No, we can't judge him at all. So I... I don't have a lot of faith in the Toronto prospects for the rest of the season. It's going to be scary for them. I, I would ter- I'd hate to be an Argo fan right now. But James Franklin it was brought on board as the new up-and-coming quarterback and it would have been the starter at the beginning of the season if Ricky Ray had chosen to retire when he should have. So... Now, coming out of training camp, did we not hear something where the number three guy was as good or better? Was just as good. Was just as good as James Franklin? uh, Apparently a battle for the the number two spot. Wow. Okay. That that, uh, shouldn't shouldn't be. He was the big signing, James Franklin. He was supposed to be the big – off-season acquisition for the Argos. He shouldn't have had that big of a uh, an issue. No, he, he shouldn't have. And if you look at it, I'm, I'm just thinking about this. This is the followed the same kind of timeline or, or uh, scenario that the Ottawa Red Blacks did by bringing in Trevor Harris while they still had Henry Burris. And that worked out wonderfully for them. Henry Burris, Trevor Harris both got injured a couple of times. One tag... They did tag team back and forth, and they won a Grey Cup. I don't see that happening with Toronto this year. I don't know. James Franklin needs some experience. This is the only way he's going to get it. Am I optimistic about hit the Argos chances this year? No. The only saving grace for the Toronto Argonauts they're in the same division with the Montreal Alouettes. 
but with the possibility of a crossover, they could be out of the playoffs. Charles, go at it. Okay, so, uh, well, if you're thinking of what their prospects are with James Franklin as a starter, as opposed to Ricky Ray, their prospects have gone down, let's face it. Um, Franklin has looked okay when he's come in. He's never had to be the man. It's a huge difference coming off the bench. And I would even say that it's a huge difference if you're starting a game or two in an injury situation as opposed to being the guy. He is their guy right now for the remainder of the season. He's the number one guy as of today. He's never had that before. So um, until we see how he plays at that, it's really hard to have any kind of confidence in him. And I know a lot of people have said, oh, he was ready to start, he's ready to play. I mean, we don't know that. He hasn't given us nearly enough of a a look at him to um, be have any sort of confidence. Um, and I'm not saying he's going to fail, but he's got to show it now. I mean, uh, this is his time. And how ironic it is that he's going to make his first start as an Argo against his old team, against Ricky Ray. So he should have no problem getting up for this game. Uh, Maybe it might be a little bit over the top in terms of his excitement of this game. I just, until I see him play, I don't have any confidence in him until I see not just one good game. He could go out and have one good game, and I still wouldn't say that. I got to see him string a bunch of games together before I'm ready to say, okay, this guy can get it done. Because right now we haven't seen him enough to say that. No disputing. William, run over this one. Yeah, I can't. I can't dispute anything Charles said. Um, like like everybody knows, he was not the shoe in as the backup quarterback um, during the preseason, but I think he was became the number two quarterback because they're paying him a truckload of money too. So he signed a new contract this year, and uh, I'm sure he's making more than the average backup quarterback is because they think he's the next one. And until you prove you're the next one, you're not the next one. Um, In the one game, he went in relief of Ricky Ray after he got injured. He didn't look all that great. He looked looked poised, but he didn't complete a lot. And I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say it's because uh, everybody was upset about Ricky Ray getting injured, and so their hearts weren't in it. So let's see what he does this weekend. And then we can get some kind of feeling. But in reality, he is no better as far as I, I'm thinking Chris Strebler has played more meaningful games than than this guy has in the in the month he's been a bomber. So let's wait and see. Chris Strebler has I mean, more starts. Yes he does. And meaningful starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I James Franklin just basically comes in relief sometimes, and at the end of a season when it's in the bag already, he gets the start. So that doesn't prove anything, man. You don't prove anything until you're in the real action and you get punched in the face, and we'll see what he's got. 
all you can say. All you can say. And I'm not saying he's not going to be the next one, but it's time to prove it. We've heard for we've heard for three years now that he's the next good quarterback in the CFL. Well, I mean, I think we I think we knew that a guy like uh Mike Riley was the next starting quarterback in the CFL because he got some game time when he was in BC because of injuries and he showed he had stuff. Okay. This guy has not done that yet. So let's wait and see. Not much more to say about that, man. It's a wait and and see kind of thing. Remember, too, yep. when he came over from BC to Edmonton, he wasn't anointed to start it. It took an injury to Matt Nichols before they got he got the starting job because they were that in competition correct. in training camp. And actually, Matt Nichols was penciled in for being the starter, and then Nichols got injured. He broke his leg. And then Riley ran with it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, but even even that first season – you know that that Riley was the starting quarterback. They went four and fourteen, I do believe. Yep. And I think I think and all the games were really close, and you could tell already that he was going to be the man. Okay, it was obvious. It was I, obvious. I think so. I think I remember me saying that that was the best four and fourteen team ever in the CFL. Yes, you did say that. You did say that. They, yep. they looked like a powerhouse that wasn't was losing games by two and three points. That's correct. Excuse me. So, but I don't see that with James Franklin. And I also didn't see when, when Mike Riley was in, um, in BC, he got playing time. We knew that he had the ability to play football. When Trevor mm-hmm. Harris was in Toronto, we knew he had the ability to play football because he got to play football. Ricky Ray was injured, right? Zach Caleros was in Toronto. We got to see him Same play way. football. Okay? That's right. Ricky Ray was injured. Mike Riley doesn't get injured. Okay? Don't know how well, or does. why. He does, he, but he does, he, but we don't know playing. about it. Okay. Yeah, he just keep, keeps playing. James he just Franklin spends a month in the hospital. Hasn't been behind Not center. Either. No. And there's something there's something about James Franklin that I just don't I just don't feel it. You know what I mean? I just don't feel it. So we'll no, see. No. You know, and, and he could just come out and amaze us all. And and yep, for the Argo fans' sake, I hope that that is true. For the CFL fans' sake, I hope that that is true. I hope that he is the next up-and-coming quarterback that takes Toronto on and, and on a mission. I'm just not feeling it. I'm not seeing it. There's no supporting evidence. No. But, like I said... He has not gotten enough time to show it. So he's going to get all the time he needs this year. But, I mean, yeah. I think uh, I think Mark Tressman is a pretty good judge of quarterbacks, and he's the guy who's talking that the, the, the third string, or this, now the second string, is just as good. So is he going to give 
James Franklin a short leash because he's got to win football games. Let's face it. And, and they if have one thing's not working, you you go to the next thing. So, yeah, and they haven't, and they have not been winning nope. football games, and they got they have to win football games and do it soon. I mean, shit, even yep. Montreal's won a football game. Yep. Well, Toronto has won one game, haven't they? Yes, no. they have. Yeah. No, 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 no they haven't. They haven't. No, no. They're zero and two, and mm. we're on a bye. Right. Yeah. They're at the bottom I, of the league. I, I, they're the only winless team. Okay. So, Owen oh, lives in but Toronto. You can could, you, could, you could put Toronto and Saskatchewan in the same in the same boat, but the biggest difference for me is Saskatchewan is Toronto has good coaching. And you know that Jim Pop will turn over every rock to find players to replace players if they don't play well. And he's not gonna he's not gonna take Who's the big receiver in in Toronto now? What's his name? The guy who hurt his knee in Montreal a couple of years ago. Come on, what's his name? You guys know? Oh, um, oh shoot! Why can't I think of his God. name? Why I can't I think of his about. name? Okay, oh. they're not they're not gonna turn him into a cornerback if they lose a cornerback. Okay, it's pretty simple. Anthony Coombs? No, um. No, come on, S.J. Green. There you go. Thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah Sorry, S.J. Green. S.J. Green. Okay, they're not going to turn him to a cornerback if their cornerback gets hurt. Come on. Anyways, that 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 that. that Why wouldn't they? Because I, Mark Tressman is not a stupid guy. Seriously, you know, I, I've been following this league since 1971, and. There has been players that have played both ways. Not in the last in an 25 years. Situation. Not in the last 25 years. Yes, there's no. defensive players that have gone to play O-linemen for a game. Okay? Yeah, that's completely different, though. Totally different. Completely there different. were players at one point in time that did play both sides of the ball. Yes. But that was a very, very, very long time ago. I mean, you guys all remember, you guys all remember John Bonk for the Bombers, who was their yeah, starting yeah. center for years. They drafted him as a fullback, okay, and they turned him into an offensive lineman. So, oh sure, I mean, there you go. Jamie Terrace was a slot back initially, and it turned right. into an offensive lineman. That's a di- right. that, that's that's a different thing. Yep. Well, yeah, you yeah. can't do that with skill positions. You you just no. I don't think you can do it. I don't think you can do it. So well, I mean, Brad Sinopoli was a quarterback. They turned him into a receiver, and he's one of the best receivers in the league. Yeah, but it's still offense. And Brad Sinopoli was a great athlete. You know, one of the things I've yeah. looked at Dion, uh, looked at what one of the things I've looked at Deron Carter, is he also doesn't like the physicality. Okay, I mean, some of these guys, you saw, well, shit, there you go, take Calgary, Siante Evans, he's not a big guy, but you saw him last week, and man, he just put himself out there to stop to stop a run. You don't see Deron Carter doing that. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it takes a special person to play defense. 
It really does. It takes a different mindset to play defense. Absolutely. I was gonna I was just gonna say that. It takes a different mindset. It, it a totally different mindset. And I'll tell you, Deron Carter does not have that mindset. Do you know why Deron Carter is doing this? Is because he likes to see his name in the media. Well, and one of the rumors that was going around and I read this last week was that some NFL teams were looking at him as a cornerback. So before he signed with Saskatchewan, one of his conditions was that they let him play cornerback. So the guy's trying to get back into the NFL, obviously. And nobody's well, we, gonna touch him. We know no that. one's gonna There's... touch him with a ten foot pole. No. <laughs> no. But Okay, so we're still talking about this Toronto chances of Toronto and this is a team that has scored 26 points this year. Uh-huh. In two games. In two games, 26 points. Okay? In comparison, Another Ottawa has Franklin. 54 in two games. BC has 44 in two games. Well, okay. and if, 93 and if for Hamilton it, in three games. If you look at it, okay, last year they were the Great Cup champions, but they were 9-9, nine and nine, okay? They weren't a good football team. No. So, so But they were better than the Eastern be, Division. They were the best in yeah, the East. Why, why do you think they're going to be any differently this year? Okay, well, because they I think that, that many great guys. Different. It's painful. I really, I really wish, I really hope that Halifax gets the teams that they put Winnipeg back in the East because Winnipeg will, will I mean, they probably had more appearances in the Grey Cup being in the East than they have in the West. Yeah, so. okay. This is the three-minute warning. Somebody turned the volume down. Hey, we didn't get to a, a will. I don't care today. I, I I care deeply. <laughs> okay, uh, real quick, we're gonna do this. We're we're under a minute, uh, under two minutes. Jeff Matthews has taken first team reps with the Montreal Alouettes. Do we think Matthews will raise the Montreal's prospect? Yes or no, Charles? Can't be any worse, so I'm gonna say yes. Will? No. 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 I don't think so. No, it's a horrible football team. I mean, the only quarterback that would make that team better would be Bo Levi Mitchell. So, oh my anyways. good lord, he'd be released. I said that just for you, Christopher. Just Mike Riley you. could make that team better. Okay, let's wrap this up. This has been Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number two hundred and sixty. We have a previewed week four in the CFL season. The games are coming up. You guys watch some football. We'll be back at you Sunday night to wrap up this weekend. It's, uh, it's what we do best. We love the sport. Okay, guys, thanks very much for coming in. Mark did have to bail on us. Uh, Charles, say good night. Take your time. Good night. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening tonight. Uh, join the Facebook page if you're not on it. And we will talk to you Sunday night after all the games are over. Yeah. William? Well, I 
kind of doubt I'll be watching any live football this weekend because I probably will be at the hospital all weekend. Um, they, they but have TVs I will there. probably. Well, yeah, but, you know, I think I'm going to be involved in other things because, you know, I my do. wife is very important to me. But, um, yeah. Ten seconds. I'll, I'll still watch the games, and I'll probably be there on Sunday. Good night, everybody. Watch football this weekend. Go out. Go Wells. Okay, everybody, take care. Uh, Thanks, Nate, for the big shout-out to us. Take care, bye.